Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. What is up? We are back. Welcome to APR, a.k.a. the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of every upcoming NFL game. We're almost there. So we've uh, we've gone through all the divisions. Now it is time to look at some awards and, and some preseason awards here. What we think are going to be hitting for, I mean, for everything. We're going rookie of the years, offense and defense. We're going... Uh, you know, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP. We're going to look at coach of the year. I mean, the sky is the limit with these awards. We've done all the divisions. We've made our choices on who's going to win those. But before we get into our news today, I got to tell you that you can get the best craft beer delivered straight to your front door from breweries all around the U.S. using Tavour. Just go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app on your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson. Let's meet the crew tonight. We got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's Let's go. We got Steady Eddie Martin tonight. How y'all doing? Yeah. I'm good, man. Except Better than a lot of players got cut. Oh, well. Can't fucking judge your nights on that, dude. You'll be missing hey, every day. Hey, and we're, de- we're definitely doing better than the head coach of Bishop Sycamore. That's very true. Very, well, we very could all true. play for Bishop Sycamore if we want, dude. <laughs> we, could, we could. I mean, how do you get fired from a, uh, a fake school? That's uh, a... It's, like, uh, it's like getting fired on your day off, dude. That's true. <laughs> i literally didn't do anything he probably was his idea too and they're just like now nah, get out dude everyone knows about us now yeah well i mean what are they gonna do now who are they gonna play yeah nobody is gonna play them no not a single team will even pretend like they're a real legitimate football team but what a wild story though dude like yep. just insane and crazy the, and the fact that espn put them on and like didn't even like realize it till halfway through the game they're like hold on something's not adding up here yeah <laughs> there are not five uh d1 prospects here at maybe all. in like 1997 yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man what a story what a story but we got a bunch of bunch of other stories to talk about i, I mean i do see you guys are, are sipping on on drinks tonight eddie let's go ahead and start with you what are you drinking tonight so we uh mixing it up a little bit. We're going with a little Pigeon Head Brewery. A nice little okay. award-winning Ooh. Pilsner, German-style lager. You know, Ooh. to get into my extremely white roots. Hence why I burn just walking outside. But uh, it's fantastic, dude. I had three of them already. 
not tonight, but I was going to um, say you're feeling yourself, huh? No, no, not tonight, <laughs> but they're, they're wonderful. I've been wanting to try them for a long time. Haven't done it. And uh, I'm glad I did. Nice. Very nice. nice. Jordan, I see your Tanaya glass. What are you sipping on? I'm actually sipping on a AMF tonight, Ben. Oh, no, wow. I'm not. I'm not. I was gonna say. First of all, I, I was like, I I'm, out. The, I'm out. I wouldn't take the time to make an AMF. To be honest, now I do have my Tanaya glass. Uh, I am actually sipping on the Pilsner as well from Tanaya. Obviously, like my favorite beer of all time. So, yeah, Damn. we there. I feel bad. We here. not having a Pilsner. Man. I know we should have gone true, all around. Yeah, I'm going with the hard stuff tonight. I. If you guys listen to um, Square Sharks, I did not have my uh, my beers cold. And after the podcast last night, I did not put any of my beers into the fridge. So I still don't have any uh, beers cold. <laughs> so I am drinking some Breckenridge, Breckenridge whiskey. Um, it's a, a sherry cask finish. So it's a little bit on the sweeter side, um, but it is a really, really good bottle. If you guys see this, they're out of Breckenridge, Colorado. Make sure you pick some of this up. Um, I've got a backup bottle just because of it. Uh, it is it's a ski resort cool. out in Breckenridge too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it's only uh 45%. So you're only looking at 90 proof. It's not something that's really going to, you know, put you on your, uh, on your tail, but like that wild uh, turkey last night. It's tasty. I, that's, that's over here. Too, wild so. turkey. Dude. Yeah. But it was Man, Kentucky it's like a spirit. nicer bottle. Though. Yeah. It, it was, like... it was Kentucky spirit. It wasn't uh one one it, it was 101 proof, but. It's, uh, I was telling Ben, I was I like, know. yo, the last time I had wild turkey, I blacked <laughs> out. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, dude. I think the last time I had wild turkey, I don't remember the event, so I couldn't yeah. tell you when that was. That's yeah, probably because <laughs> of the wild turkey. So that's right. <laughs> so I'm, I, I drink, does that, dude. Yeah, I, I drink the classy stuff. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> there you go do you think that they call it wild turkey though because like turkey like real turkey makes you tired because you you know whatever the uh i'm sure ben actually probably knows the story of why they call it wild turkey oh you don't know i'm guessing i'm guessing not the tryptophan is what you're tryptophan thank you yeah i was saying Um, do you think because wild turkey puts you to sleep because it's just like a fucking vile vile device that someone created I don't think so. I can reach the bottom <laughs> here. Let's see if they say anything. We're nope. really checking. We're. Yep. It, no, but I, I'm I'm guessing it's not. I'm definitely guessing it's not. But yeah. Ooh, Dodgers tied good. up the game. This stuff is good. Well, we're talking football. We don't care about baseball tonight. None of right, our we teams have some are division winning, so. races, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of our teams are, are winning. So um, so we're going to talk some news of the week. Uh, we had some big football news come into uh, come into play this week, and it is we definitely have to be spending some time on that. Um, and really, I guess the, the first thing to kind of note is a cut, a big cut. Um, and that was someone that we thought was going to be a number one QB for you know this upcoming season in Cam Newton. Um, so he was cut, what, uh, yesterday, the, uh, what was yesterday, the, the 30th, um, sorry, 31st. And, um, and that kind of was the big news of the day. We had, uh, you know, we had uh, Belichick coming out saying that it wasn't because of his COVID activities, but um, 
Bullshit. You know, that definitely has to yeah. uh, has to play into a little bit of it there. Um, we did see Mac Jones playing really well, you know, this preseason. So, I mean, do you guys really think it was them wanting to go with Mac Jones 100 percent or that they just wasn't they they just weren't that confident in Cam? Well, I think it's a, a little bit of both. I mean, it's easy to move to Mac Jones. Obviously, the plan was probably going to be to move to Mac Jones at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. And given the COVID, everything that's happening with Cam around that, you know, Belichick's a no-nonsense type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not playing with that shit. He's not about to forfeit a game because his quarterback of all positions yeah. is irresponsible and coming in close contact to COVID when all you have to do is get vaccinated and the rules are a lot different, right? Yeah. So I think that the COVID vaccination plays a lot to do with that. Obviously, they're not going to say that because it's like prohibited against the NFL PA and NFL collective bargaining agreement. So they can't really say that or else there could be a lawsuit on your hands, right? <laughs> on their We're going to be talking about that in just a second here, yeah. <laughs> so... I think that it's uh you know it's like it's just easy for the for the Patriots to do this at this time. It just makes a ton of sense. Mac Jones, like you alluded to, Ben has looked very good throughout the the preseason. And we said this on like the very first APR. We were like, dude, guys are gonna get cut because of this vaccination thing, because a team is gonna want to take a vaccinated player who's not gonna cost them a game more than they're gonna take a player that's unvaccinated that can cost them a game unless they're like elite elite. And obviously they look at Cam Newton as replaceable. And obviously they think Mac Jones can replicate that production. So see you later alligator. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, that um, this also has to do, I think with the fact that Belichick wants doesn't, isn't, a mobile quarterback type of coach, right? Like he's never had one. Uh, he wasn't really fond. Of, I don't think of Cam Newton last year. I think it was more of he's available. Uh, he wouldn't have brought him get back, through the year bro. type thing. Why not though? He probably didn't think Jones was ready too. And Jones showed him. Yeah. But there was uh, other quarterbacks that were free agents that they could have brought in that are more uh, pocket, but he passers. knows the system already. Right. Uh, but you, you're, think- so you're telling me that, because Cam Newton was a wonderful fit in New England, he got cut. No, he's not a good fit. He's not a. No, fit I told you why he got cut. I, he got cut because they're not going to lose a game because of him, and they obviously think that Mac Jones can at least match his production, if not be better. Right. So if he's going to match his production, then you don't need him around, whether COVID vaccine or not. Does the vaccine play a part? I'm sure it does, dude. Uh, we'll get into that more as we get into all these teams and what we're going to be talking about. But I also just think that at the end of the day, Jones and Newton, the difference between the two isn't that far off. So why not play the young guy? And he can get exactly. into the system, get into the system that made him his money really with Brady, with the short passes, the accurate quarterback, all that good stuff. So what's the point of having Newton around? And you can't ask a guy like Cam Newton to now go and be a, a backup. I don't think Cam Newton is in his mind thinks he's a backup yet. So, um, you just can't keep him around. What, no matter how much you paid him already, or what you know what I mean. Like, I don't think that really matters. I think for the sanctity of the team, the locker room, all that good stuff, you just can't keep Newton around if he's not starting. Well, he was only guaranteed one million dollars, and for yeah, an NFL so team, really yeah, like nothing. nothing. Yeah, but I, I think that that leaves 
you know, uh, that's kind of leaves two holes in my mind for the Patriots here. And that's um, giving Mac Jones a little bit of time because he, you know, he isn't used to playing elite defenses. We talk about it all the time where he was, you know, he was on an incredible team last year where every single player was a star and looking at this offense, the, this offense isn't going to be as dominant as Mac Jones had last year. So I think it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a rough ride for these first, maybe five, six weeks here. Um, And having cam there, having cam produce, maybe not for the full game, but, you know, at least having him in to work the defenses down a little bit, then throw in the curveball of putting, you know, Mac Jones in for the second half or every other game. So you don't know who to game plan for. I think that would have been nah, a lot you better. Do that. You can't be switching quarterbacks, dude. That shit don't work. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a one, a one B situation though, and, and that the QBs know that that's the case, it's not like you're downgrading one for the other. It's, you're going right. to be running this type of play because you know this the second hole that I'm I'm looking at that's big here is you know the running game. Cam was a huge aspect of that running game last year and I don't trust Damian Harris to be a full-time number 1, James White to be a you know that that kind of you know top elite level at least at, at his age now elite level running back that's going to be able to run the ball i don't see them having that threat and that's something that cam definitely provided they upgraded their offensive line in the offseason and the patriots have done this numerous times before i mean they bring in guys like ben jarvis green ellis you know if we want to go back to their um leonard fournette i mean they bring in guys that just produce dude like it's the patriot way so I agree that Mac Jones might not, you know, he's not going to step in and light the world up, right? But we've seen Tom Brady as a game manager early on in his career, and that's really all the Patriots need because that defense, they're bringing back eight starters that didn't play last year. They even upgraded in talent on their defense. So really, they just need Mac Jones to not turn the ball over and to get some first downs when they need them and not make bad mistakes. And they can contend for that division. Maybe I'm not saying that they're the division favorites by any stretch of the imagination. I still think the bills are, but you get Mac Jones a year under his belt. You know what happens next year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you hit it too. Like if their defense was, let's say middle of the road to like 20th in the league, right? Like we're talking just like a mediocre. I don't think this move necessarily is made. Um, but because they have such a good defense and they're going to rely heavily on that defense, I think you're right. They just need somebody to not turn the ball over. And, you know, Newton's not that guy. You know what I mean? So um, Jones, I mean, Jones is literally going to do exactly what you tell him to do. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not like the creative type, like uh Roethlisberger or, you know what I mean? Uh, he's going to do exactly what the game plan dictates. And I think that's what it is more exciting for Belichick than anything. Just someone who's going to do what he tells him to, because we all know he's the control, the biggest control freak in the world. Right. Like as far also, as go. also the, the Patriots offense is predicated on short precision routes and Mac Jones is a very accurate thrower of the football. Yeah. I mean, he completed almost 79% of his passes last year. He set NCAA records for accuracy last season. So, 
you know, he is an accurate quarterback, much more accurate than Cam Newton. I mean, that's always been Cam Newton's uh, knock on him is that he's not accurate mm-hmm. throwing the football. So I do think that Mac Jones fits what they need to do. Obviously, doesn't need to do a ton. And that doesn't mean that I think the Patriots are going to be great, dude, by any stretch of the imagination. I think that Bill Belichick, I mean, he may have more faith in his defense than even I do because I think their defense going to be good. But like I said last episode, like there's very few elite defenses, dude. And I'm saying that like win ball games. And I don't know if New England can be that. They were that two years ago, though. So if they go back to that, that level of defense, you right. know, anything is possible. Gilmore being out for the first six weeks is going to at least six. Weeks that is tough, be, too. That's a big hit. That is tough. That is. But uh, looking at their their you know schedule you know the the most elite defenses that they're actually going to have to to face and that was something that i was thinking you know is mac jones going to be as accurate you know be as comfortable going against nfl level defenses but we're gonna find out early on because miami's defense is good yep yeah (laughs) but that's that's, they got miami's defense uh they got tampa bay's defense and then they've got indianapolis so four games there that they're playing in my mind, elite level D's. Um, Other than that, they've got the pretty, you know, pretty good schedule going up against New York, the, sorry, the Jets twice, New Orleans, Houston, um, you know, Dallas, who knows what Dallas is going to be. You know, you do have two against Buffalo, but then, you know, Jacksonville, Carolina, Chargers, like. If I, so if I told you guys, New England goes nine and nine and eight and misses the playoffs this year. Would you call that a successful season for them right now? Oh yeah. I would actually put that. I think that's where they're at with cam too. So yeah, I would say that's a successful season for them for sure. Cause then you get all that experience, you know, what would you say, Ben? Probably not. If you don't Do you think make- that they're better than Miami. That's not why I was saying that they'd be. Why it wouldn't I'm just necessarily asking, be. Do you think? No, I think I think Miami. Obviously, the obviously the top three teams in their division is the Bills. I would say we all agree the Bills are the best team in that division, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, then, yeah, second and third place is going to be the Patriots and Dolphins. So which one of those two teams do we think is better, Dolphins or Patriots? I'm thinking Dolphins, what? just because they have more options. And, you know, it's going to be a second year versus a first year guy. So who has more talent? Probably Jones. But the options that Miami has outweigh the options for me than than. um, What do you think, Eddie? Um, If I had to put money on it, I'd say the Patriots probably finish with a higher record. I agree. only stating this one reason is that uh, I read a stat where like the Dolphins uh, defense, as good as it was, was highly pregnant on the turnover. Right. Like they I think they one of the league leaders in turnovers last year um, and turnovers is a hard stat to like continue to do year after year after year. A lot of things have to go right for turnovers to uh, happen. Not saying that they didn't cause them, but like, you know, it's just, it, that's a tougher stat than just like stopping a team on third and five. Right. And also um, I agree with Ben in that Miami has way more weapons. Um, 
I just, for me, and we, we all know this, how I, about Tua, I don't, I don't know where I feel with Tua yet. Maybe let's give him six weeks, then maybe he could change my mind. But um, I think I just, Tua worries me. That's, that's, that's my only concern with Miami because I still think their defense is good and their offense weapons all around. Um, but yeah, Jones Tua has just proven weird. anything yet. He also hasn't proven me that he sucks. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I don't, honestly, I'm not saying Tua sucks. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean. I haven't, I don't know what to expect. Well, we know you Jones. think he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I do that. I do, but I'm trying not to say but that every show. <laughs> all bullshit aside, though, I agree, dude. I think the Patriots are a better team, and I think Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua right now. To be honest, like, uh, you know what Mac Jones was able to do last year in the NCAA, the same team that basically Tua had, right? He was a better quarterback than Tua was at any point at Alabama against easier teams, right? Alabama's not necessarily last year was was a cakewalk. All of the well, they, elite, they all murdered all the Clemson. They absolutely yeah. slaughtered Clemson. Like that game wasn't even close. But Trevor Lawrence wasn't also playing that game, and yeah, he uh, was. No, he wasn't. He, he was out that yeah, week. He, no, he played no. the national championship. That was a national championship. Well, during I mean, that the was a... Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. They they slaughtered Ohio State. I'm sorry, not Clemson. Yeah, Ohio, it was Ohio State. State. Yeah, I was who like, beat Clemson? Uh... I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I mean, they made Justin Fields look like an average quarterback, dude. Justin Fields is an average quarterback. Okay, we're seeing that right point. now. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> now, I, I definitely think I, I agree because I've said this about all Alabama quarterbacks. It's hard to analyze them as NFL quarterbacks because of the talent surrounding yep. them. 100%. But I do think that Mac Jones is in a beautiful situation because the, the Patriots situation. will literally game plan around his strengths, and that is accuracy and getting the ball out quick, just like they did with Tom Brady. And I'm not trying to throw Mac Jones on Tom Brady's level by, at all. I'm just saying they're going to make it easy for him so he doesn't make mistakes. And I think that the Patriots' defense and the Dolphins' defense, if we put them in a vacuum, you know, how we think they're going to play on paper, both these teams, I would take the Patriots' defense over the Dolphins. I think they're neck and neck. I think they're it's super close. Yeah. yeah. It is close. It, I, but I would still take the Patriots defense. Yeah. And I would also take their head coach <laughs> over yeah. The, I mean, yeah. the Dolphins yeah. head coach. The Belichick effect is pretty strong. Dude. Yeah. And I know we I know we like to play games that you know Belichick doesn't lose two in a row. He lost four in a row last year. Last year was a throwout year, dude. COVID, you know, all that shit. We're throwing all yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. Last excuses, year didn't excuses, excuses. Ah. Let's move on to our next subject. We've been talking about this one for a long time. Um, I think I, I think we've all kind of uh, had our peace with it. But um, you know, we we mentioned that Cam, you know, could have had a possibility of his release being part of COVID, and COVID has definitely come up in you know more news this week, and that's kind of revolving around the uh, the Jaguars. Um, we had a report yesterday stating that yesterday being. Uh, Tuesday, stating that um, Urban Meyer and the GM were talking about how if, uh, you know, the the players weren't vaccinated, that was a big part of the reasons why they were cut. And everybody kind of threw up their arms, uh, NFLPA, um, the league, fans left and right, um, all, all came up and, you know, were 
I'm sure players as well were kind of pissed off that this was the case, uh, especially when the NFL was stating you don't necessarily have to get vaccinated. You just will have to go through all these different protocols. Um, so shit hit the fan. Then today we have a uh, today being Wednesday, we have a article come out um, quoting the president of the Jaguars stating, oh, no, we we didn't dis, uh, use the vaccines as a determination for, you know, the the cutting of our players. Um, so who who do you guys believe? And uh, what do you think is going to be done over this? Dude, it's of course they cut him because they weren't vaccinated. It's smart to do so. Like if you have a guy that is vaccinated, who's maybe slightly less better, but could still play special teams. And then you have a guy who's not vaccinated, who plays special teams and could potentially be like a number four receiver. If someone gets hurt, you're going to keep the guys vaccinated because he doesn't risk having games forfeited. Like, can you imagine what's going to happen the first time that you're, you know, your 53rd, 52nd player on the roster is the reason you have to forfeit a game. Coaches are going to lose their mind and they're going to wish that they did that too. Now, should they have come out and said, we're cutting people because they're not vaccinated? It's the dumbest thing you could do. That's like, that's stupid. You know, you don't say that, you know, obviously, but behind closed doors. Yeah. You, I, I would keep a guy vaccinated over non-vaccinated any day of the week. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, that's a risk you have to understand you're taking. Yep. All actions yeah, but, have consequences. Yeah. But when, when a, uh, an organization is saying, we're not going to use this as a determining factor factor, and then they come around and, and then use it as a determining factor, especially when you're dealing with you know, very large contracts and a players association that's, you know, that, that goes hand in hand with their word. That's like, well, I, I mean, for I, the I Jaguars though, for I the Jaguars, get it. for the Jaguars yeah. though, I mean, they're not cutting like, they're not cutting, uh, you know, DJ Chark, you know what I'm saying? They're cutting like, you know, guys are like their 40th, 40th to like 53rd, dudes on their roster potentially like back-end guys but right. they're not supposed to say that because it is against the collective bargaining agreement yeah. so like that opens yourself up for a lot of litigation in the future yeah but right. i totally understand like why like eddie said i am not gonna have to i do not want to forfeit a game because of my 42nd dude on my roster dude i'm sorry a dude that like only plays special teams and i lose i have to forfeit a game because of him but like, nah i'll take a dude that might be a little less worse or might be a little worse than him but i'm not gonna have to forfeit a game over but look at the opposite side of it if you're a player and you're being told you don't like you're gonna be okay you don't have to get the the vaccine and then you get cut you can then look back and, and that could have been somebody who was on, on the fringe of getting the vaccine versus not getting the vaccine. And because, you know, the, the head officials told me I didn't have to get the vaccine. I'm not going to get it. Well, this is their livelihood. This, this could have been their year to make their name. No, I'm the average career for an NFL gotten, player is two and a half years. Well, yeah, but so, well, yeah, but if, if you're on your first contract, if you're a rookie and you're on the fence of getting that vaccine and they tell you, I don't have to get the vaccine to play. If, if I, if I were that person and I was questioning whether I should or shouldn't, I would have gotten the damn vaccine because exactly I, I would have known you everything right. in your power to make the team. Yeah. But if you're, if people are saying that, it's not, not 
a, a part of that, then like right. how you, many of you those have players to, would have dude, gotten? You have to so live. Could have been a part of the team. You have to live under a rock to think that if you're that low on the totem pole, that the vaccination status wasn't going to come into play. Like, I'm sorry, bro. If you're Even 40 the, to 53rd, though, like, yeah, well, I mean, they're aging should have told them too. Team. Like, yeah, but dude, you have to think logically. Like, no team is going to take on a guy unvaccinated who's their 40 to 53rd guy on the roster who could cost them a game, dude. No team is going to do that. And if their agent didn't tell them that, then they need to fire their agent and get a new agent. Because right. as an agent, I would have told them. Well, they're probably hey, going to make more money than their contracts from you know these lawsuits here. So, right. Well, if, if there's a way it, to though, prove it, well, I mean, if they have, because the coaches are saying they use that Urban Meyer, only the Jaguars can run the world. Only the Jaguars, not the other coaches. Yeah, and I think too, man. Like the my biggest like issue with like cutting a player over the vaccine or not it. Like I'm vaccinated, right? And I think everybody should be vaccinated, but I'm also not going to sit there and say someone's a moron for not having the vaccine. If they legitimately feel they don't want it for whatever reason, great. I'm not here to judge you, but it is kind of shitty that you're putting these players into a spot where it's like either get vaccinated or you're out essentially. Right. Uh, again, they, that's a risk they need to know they're taking. Um, but it's still at the same time, it takes away their free will a little bit. Um, no, it doesn't. They don't have to play football. But yeah, but if that's all you've done your whole life, it's like saying like, say so? you for what you do right now, right? Let's say they say you have to do this that you're completely against, or else you can't. Well, you can't like, do what this are we talking again. about? Like, do I have to murder somebody? Like, some if they have no, you you have to get uh, okay. Let's say you're anti-vax. You know, you're anti-vax and you're strongly against it. You know, we're all all three of us are very strong-willed people that. If something if we're not with something, we're not going to do it. They say you have to, or else you can't work here, and you can't work anywhere else and doing the thing that you've done your whole entire life. Well, what I mean, it depends on like if it's illogical or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I don't consider Correct. myself uh, an expert Thank in God. the medical field. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, well, you know, I saw this video about." vaccinations right. and i don't agree like i'm gonna go get expert opinions from people that i trust that actually know things in that field right that's the difference is like if my work comes to me and asks me not to do something like if they're like hey man uh you can't drink at work okay like i understand i'm not gonna drink at work you know that's you know something i'm not gonna do or if they say i don't know like you can't I don't know what what's equivalent to it. It's like, just essentially say it's just essentially saying anything like you either have to do this, which you're strongly against, or you cannot work in this field ever again. And everything that you've done your whole I mean, life is now erased because but that's also not what happened. What happened that's is exactly in, in your situation, point. like in the situation that you're talking about, it's like saying that your company said you don't have to get it. We want you to get it, but you don't have to. And then later coming in and saying, oh, well, you're fired because you didn't get it. Right. But we're also yeah. talking about how, like, they should be smart enough to know that, yes, it is going to is going to matter. You well, it should because no billion dollar organization is going to miss out on money because of Joe Pro, who's the 54th guy on 53rd guy on the roster 
like, I'm sorry, bro. He is not worth the amount of money that the organization would lose out on. He of has to I understand that. He has no, to I understand that. Like, he's not Tom Brady. You know, he is not Patrick no, Mahomes. If you're That's one of those guys, then you have more push and pull. I, I know I totally get what you're saying. Like, no, if you're totally against it. But what I'm saying is that if you're illogically against something, then it doesn't make sense. Like, um, I mean, I don't mean to get, like, political. But, you know, what is someone's excuse for not being – for not wanting the vaccine? To them, but to those – to those, I mean, I don't know what their excuse is. I'm not sitting in their shoes. I'm also – like I said, I – I'm 100% behind the vax, but at the same time, if they feel for whatever reason, whatever knowledge that they've, whatever research they've done, you know what I mean? That it's not for them. Like, it's just kind of shitty that the NFL is putting them in a position where they need to have it to get a job. If you're the 52nd guy on a roster, right? We're talking about these guys because let's, I mean, let's, these are the same players that literally fucking didn't care about racism in the league and now they're like oh i don't want to get vaccinated dude i'm putting up a fight put my foot down here but when it came to racism they were like oh yeah, yeah fuck Kaepernick. you know well yeah but that's <laughs> now we're going different. down a whole different I was gonna say, that's <laughs> a little <laughs> random, but like well no i'm just saying too, like those... it's just it's just funny where the where the priorities side for the players like oh racism in the nfl Oh yeah, I need my game check so I can't sit out, dude. I I gotta get paid. Vaccination? Oh, dude, I don't want to get vaccinated. Can't get vaccinated. You know, even though I might cost my teammates a game, can't get vaccinated. I am very against it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that's like my whole point right there is what I was saying is like now these players are forced to do it, and you gotta understand they're not being too, forced though. They don't have to play. They just got cut because they didn't. Yeah, yeah, and they don't You're have to, to be play, enforced, dude. dude. No, because that's what their, every that's decision what their has whole life has been about, dude. though. Do you drive? But that's what their you, whole life's been about. You drive with your headlights off. Yeah, during the day. What's no, the I'm point? talking about at night, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you drive without a seatbelt. You know what I'm saying? But like you, you have that. De- see, what you I'm telling you, dude, is this is what they've done, though. But this is what they're doing. This is their career. This is what they're putting. All their time, effort yeah, but dude, into to the have average this NFL as a career job. is only two and a half years, and if you're the 40th to 53rd matter, guy, dude. you can. You don't. It does with, matter because you if you're banking on you, being you know an NFL player for ten years, you know that you know what the percentage of guys that play ten years or more is. So, or even four years or more. All these, all these guys go into the league and they're like, you know what? I'm only good for two and a half years. So I'm just going to make the best of it now. No, they all think they're going to play 10, 12 years and never stop. That's why they say the hardest part of playing a sport is the day it's over. Since they go to a university for two years or more, I would hope they get some sort of education so that they can do something after. All right. I mean, come on, we, we've spent a ton of time on both of these. We, we've yeah, got I told a lot you, of show Ben. This is why here. we couldn't do the overreactions. Yep. Yep. I told you this was absolutely. Time. We still have we still have <laughs> one more news item of the week. So we're going to move to that, and then we've uh, then we're going to be making our decisions and uh, on on what awards we have. Um, but uh, I think this one's going to be a lot quicker of a uh, a news story. But uh, yeah, we had a huge mostly injury. Eddie here. Yeah, we had a huge injury here uh, this week, it- and that was a uh, an MCL tear of. Um, of jk dobbins um so that moves 
That moves uh, Gus Edwards to running back number one and Justice Hill to running back number two for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, well, I guess Gus Edwards would be running back number two and Justice Hill would be running back number three there with Lamar Jackson <laughs> uh, on the uh, on the field as well. Um, touche, touche. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, how how big of a loss? Because in my opinion, this is a huge loss for um, for the Ravens here. Does this not necessarily end their season, but does this make it really difficult for them to be, you know, the winner of the division and even make the playoffs? Eddie, I'm gonna let you handle it, this because you're the fantasy guru. So, yeah, I mean, you should explain yeah. this from a fantasy standpoint too. Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, I still don't think it increases Gus Edwards' value a ton. Uh, it does increase it a little bit, but I also think this now changes the game plan for the Ravens. Uh, with Dobbins in there, they were going to have a lot more screens, play actions, dump offs to uh, Dobbins because he's he's more of a pass catching uh, back, right? Um, so with him out now and Edward, Edwards being more of a bruise, like not a bruise but like it's like a traditional hand the ball off type um i think it increases lamar's uh load he's going to have on the ground they'll probably throw more running plays in for lamar which is good for fantasy because you get more points from a quarterback running than you do from him throwing um it's going to give lamar more touchdowns in the red zone because uh, they won't have that Dobbins option to get him in the end zone. So he'll do a lot more bootlegs, you know, drop back and scramble, run it in. So even more than you're thinking. So I think it actually benefits Lamar Jackson's stock more than it benefits Gus Edwards stock. Um, as far as does it hurt? It sucks. Cause I think Dobbins is going to be one of the best p- fantasy players in football this year. I thought, or more most improved, I should say, but as far as stock goes, it really only it's weird as it sounds. I think it helps Lamar Jackson more than it hurts him. Um, it just means he's going to have to do more um, with his legs uh, than he was going to be able to do. Use a little dump off to the little uh, screens. I also think uh, as far as receivers and things like that, like for I still don't I still say kind of shy away from Ravens receivers. But if you're going to go tight end and uh, what's uh, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. Uh, yeah. I think that increases his stock a lot because now there's no check down to a running back. It's literally just Andrews probably going to be. Gus Edwards there. can still catch the ball. He averaged he can. 14 yards a catch last year. Yeah. Well, I, yeah nine I catches, that, though. I was going to say, <laughs> if he had so many yards because no one saw it coming, not even yeah. him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's going to have uh, to do it now. But yeah, 100%. Like it doesn't, I guess it increases Edwards. I just think it helps Lamar and Andrews more. And I also thought Andrews was older than he is. He's only 25. It's interesting. He's hella young. Young yeah. cat, dude. Yeah. So, Jordan, what do you think playoff wise? Does this, uh, you know, does this I mean, kind of guarantee I don't uh, think Cleveland to I, take that spot? I mean, I, I Cleveland winning the division regardless, yeah. you know, even with Dobbins. And I don't think. I think running back is one of the most least valuable positions in football, dude. Like, unless you're like unless you're any King Henry, yeah, yeah. Unless you're like an elite level running back, which there's very few of. Yeah, I think running back is like there's the most like replaceable. I don't even know if I would put six up there. I'd probably put like three or four. I think running backs are very mm-hmm. interchangeable, and I do agree with Eddie uh, that you know, kind of this increases 
what Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do. But I think because of Lamar Jackson, it opens up what running backs can do because you always have to account for Lamar Jackson as the defense running the ball. So kind of takes away a defender to go against the running back. So I don't think it's a big issue. I think the Ravens are going to be fine. They could probably make a trade for, you know, some kind of running back or sign some dude off the street for a year or two. You know, running backs, they come and go, bro. They come and go. The the lifespan of a running back is like one and a half years. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back after we hear from uh, one of the network's podcasts. Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. We are back. Make sure to check out the Taproom Sports Podcast with Jordan and I as we review craft beers and talk about the week in sports. But it is time. It's time to look at these, I mean, these different awards that uh, we're going to be going throughout the season. We're going to be looking at Rookie of the Year on the offense and defensive side. We're going to be looking at the offensive and defensive player of the years, the MVP and the coach of the year, looking at these odds as they are out in Vegas as we speak. Uh, so let's start it off. We're, we're going to start with the young guns. Uh, we're going to look at the rookie of the year, and these are going to be your contenders to win the offensive rookie of the year. Right now, Trevor Lawrence is the man on top. Uh, he's sitting with plus 260 odds uh, to get the, you know, get the W there. And, um, you know, well, actually, we need to look at uh, what Mac Jones's odds are um, because plus at 500. Plus, plus 500. 500. Okay. So, uh, so he is no longer at plus 1200 where they came out initially. Um, but, uh, so that leaves us at Jamar chase being the last, uh, last person on the bottom here at plus 1200. Um, and that ain't looking good either. Uh, with his <laughs> drops. So, uh, we're going to start offense, Eddie, we're going to start this one with you. Who do you think is going to be taking the, the offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I think there's, Two players you could just take off the list right now in Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. Um, Jamar Chase has more drops now than he did in uh, his, uh, last year in college. And the only reason I say Pitts, you could take him off is because they usually don't give rookie of the year to tight ends unless he has like a crazy breakout year, right? But for me, going into even with the cut of Cam Newton and Mac Jones um, taking over the starting role, I still think Najee Harris at the plus 800 is where I'd put my money. Uh, one, it's good odds uh, with the plus 800, but two, he's going to get so much workload in Pittsburgh. It's going to be insane. He's going to get pet, uh, passes out of the backfield. They're going to use him 
probably 25 carries a game. Uh, he's going to get the goal line work, so he'll have touchdown opportunities. I just think Najee Harris, since the draft for me, was the offensive rookie of the year. Okay, Jordan, where are you going? I mean, I would take Trevor Lawrence just based on the fact he was the number one pick. He's starting from game one. They tend to go with quarterbacks that do well. Agreed. Right. Uh, that, that usually tends to be the rookie of the year. And unless Trevor Lawrence just like completely falls flat on his face or gets hurt, knock on wood, I think he's going to win. For odds purposes, though, you know, I said this after the draft. I think Kyle Pitts is a great, great value at plus 1,000. It's even better than when it was right after the draft, Ben. Yeah. Um, I think plus 1,000 is good because Matt Ryan loves tight ends, right? We've seen that. And Atlanta still has a great offense, dude. And they still – and Arthur Smith is a great offensive mind. Look what he did with Ryan Tannehill and uh, Jonu Smith out of Tennessee. So, I think Kyle Pitts can get a lot of touches, dude, and he's a generational-type tight end. So, those are my two picks right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's, uh, you know, he's probably going to take this there, but uh, I'm going to go a different route uh, than, than both you guys. Um, really, this is kind of 50, 50 for me. I think Mac Jones and I think um, Zach Wilson could be in play here. Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson because he doesn't have to do a lot to That's true. be, I mean, he, he is going to shine because of what happened to that team last year with a different head coach, with a, a defensive head coach, they're not going to be that far back in games with Salah. I mean, the way that that Salah changed the 49ers D, you know, he, he can make those small tampers to at least make them be a, a Zach Wilson, not a, play a defense, close game. Ben. No, I know, but, it, but he doesn't have to do as much as Sam Donald did last year because he doesn't, because that defense is going to be just a little bit better. So I think if you see Wilson take, you know, even six to seven games next year, I, I doubt that they're going to win that many games, but the, he did play great, great ball in the preseason, which definitely has impressed me with his, his level of play. If they can take, I'll even lower that. If they can take five games, the difference that that makes from their two game, two win series or two wins season last year is such a huge jump for the Jets that I think he can look as like that, you know, offensive MVP of the season. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I only pushback I would give you, Ben, though, is that they don't vote on rookie of the year based on what your team does. <laughs> yeah, but no. he's going to look like an absolute superstar right. in Not if the defense shines. Well, no, but I mean, he doesn't have to do much on the offense. Right. He has and to get two touchdowns a game. I mean, the, NFL Mark is about making money, the, the Mark Sanchez went to the AFC championship his rookie year and then won rookie of the year. I don't know who was who won rookie of the year last that year. So uh, Percy Harvin won rookie of the year that year. So I, I see like Ben's point, though, like it's New York, right? Like if you get a decent 
quarterback in New York, even if he, like you said, if they win six games, that's a huge improvement. There's going to be buzz in that in New York. And the NFL is about marketing. They market their players better than any, any other organism, any other professional sport. So to give him rookie of the year, just to have the NFL to sell does that not market jerseys, players better than any professional sport. That is false. I'd put NBA up there. Yeah. The NBA mm. definitely markets their stars the best. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe there's a there's a, a valid point there, but still, if they're gonna put more put uh, rookie of the year just to sell, because they're gonna sell more jerseys in New York than they will in Jacksonville. No, yeah, but, uh, I think everybody will buy a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Yeah, and, and honestly, that only that only helps the New York market. It doesn't help the rest of the NFL. But NFL is like numero uno, dude. Don't matter what kind of market you're in, dude. It's kind of the same thing for the NBA now, dude. That's why you're seeing guys like Giannis, you know, shine in a small market. LeBron did it in Cleveland. You don't need to be in a big market anymore to to do that. And I mean, Zach Wilson. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just saying, like, dude, Trevor Lawrence basically got to lose this rookie of the year for anybody else to win it, dude. Yeah, that's true. Because he's already going to get the height, dude. You that know is what I mean? true. Yeah. I don't disagree with you on that um, one bit. Uh, let's move to the defensive side. Um, we've got our, uh, let's see, our top seven players. We've got Micah Parsons, Jalen Phillips. So Micah Parsons out of Dallas, Jalen Phillips in Miami, uh, Jamin Davis out of Washington, Quiddy Pay out of Indianapolis, Patrick Sertain out of Denver, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, uh, in Cleveland and Zaven Collins out of Arizona. Those odds run from, uh, you know, Michael Parsons being on top at plus 450 down to Zaven Collins and Jeremiah. Owo- oh, man, I wanted to get this. Awusu uh, Koromoa at plus 1200. So, uh, Jordan, where are you going uh, with your pick? So, unlike, unlike offense, where it's like really a hype award, defense is really you know, where the best defensive player gets this award usually happens to be, you know, a linebacker or a pass rusher, because those are where you can really shine, where you can really make a big difference. Unless you're like a crazy good cornerback. So I. uh, I'm going to go Zayvon Collins. Plus, I wonder why. <laughs> plus 1300. I mean, uh, not only do I need him to have a big year, but <laughs> I, you know, Chris said it in our draft special on Pints of Love, dude. He said Zayvon Collins was the best defensive player in the draft. I do agree with him. I do think that Zayvon Collins is the most talented defensive player in the draft. Um, Obviously, Micah Parsons plays for Dallas. So if Dallas is good and Micah Parsons is good, you know, you could probably, you know, throw a couple of bucks on him, but Zayvon Collins plus 1300, dude, that's great odds for, you know, someone that a lot of people peg, not only Chris, but a lot of draft experts peg Zayvon Collins as the best defensive player in the draft. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for my, my problem with defensive player of the year is I, I agree. Like in my opinion, I think, there's the best defensive rookie uh, is Patrick Sertain. Um, I would definitely put money on him just because I think he is the best rookie defensive player. Are you going to get, he's going to get lit up for six of the games of the year in that division. Maybe. 
that's a strong possibility, but I mean, I still think he, I mean, during preseason given preseason, but he had like a zero passer rating against them on passes thrown his way. So who do they um, play in the preseason? Again, it's preseason. You can't like judge too much off the preseason, but at the same time, he still played well. Right. Um, I do think though, Micah Parsons is going to be the rookie of the year just because he is on Dallas. If he kind of the same situation we were talking about uh, with the offensive player of the year, if Dallas is a 10 win team, nine win, eight win, whatever it's Dallas. And he still has to get, play good, though. He, uh, yeah, and I don't think he's going to play bad. I'm not saying that he's a terrible fucking player. I'm just saying, like, I think he's going to play well. Jamin Davis is going to play for the best defense in the That's league. Pick. Yep. But Chase Young is probably going to shine on that defense. Chase Young. All right, I don't want to. I'm going to hold my thoughts on that. <laughs> I'm. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with uh, Jamin Davis. Um, just because I think it's going to be a huge one-two punch there. I think anything that gets by Chase Young is going to be stopped by Jamin Davis, um, you know, being the linebacker there compared to the defensive end. Um, so I think you can have, you know, a, a multi-step defense in Washington. And, you know, the reason why I don't think Marka, Micah Parsons is going to get it is because I have zero trust whatsoever in Dallas's defense. You know, they could be one of the worst defenses again in the in this league. They didn't do that much to change what they had last year. Is Micah Parsons other than great? draft Absolutely. all defensive players? Yeah, but that's a that's a lot to put on yeah, a, a top quality defense. Um, so I I had Jamin Davis. I also had Jalen Phillips, but Jalen Phillips isn't going to be that that starting linebacker there. Um, so I'm kind of surprised at his plus 800 here. Um, you know, that's that's definitely going to to change. Um, yeah, I think because Washington's defense is going to be elite, I think Davis will get a little bit of that rub off as well. Um, that he's he's going to be on the best defensive team in the league, and he's part of that. Um, so I think that's going to give him a lot of votes just by association. And if they can be a one-two punch with uh, with Young, it's going to be disastrous for other teams. So I'll take that plus 900. Who are you taking, Eddie? You're taking Sertain? Taking Sertain. I'm, that's where I put my money. Plus 1,000, not bad there. Jordan, you were going Parsons? Plus I'm going Collins. I'm going oh, Zayden Collins, Collins right. plus 1,300 or 1,200. Yeah. Yep. I can't read very well. <laughs> it's small. I'll give you that. All right, let's move back to the uh, the offensive side. We're going to be looking at player of the year now. Um, offensive player of the year for you know this upcoming season, Derrick Henry is on top with a plus 900 odds. Goes through Mahomes, McCaffrey, Rogers, Cook. Allen, Kamara, Adams, Kittle, and down with Chubb. We've got a couple sitting at plus 2,000 here. That's Kamara, Adams, uh, Kittle, and Chubb. Um, so let's look at, uh, at offensive players. We're going to switch it up because, Eddie, you got offensive rookie of the year. Jordan, we're going to start offensive uh, player of the year uh, going to you. Ah, nice. I mean, this is uh, this is one of the tougher ones only because – you know, usually the best offensive player in the league actually wins MVP. Yeah. And then the the MVP doesn't win offensive player of the year. So it's like second place. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it basically is, dude. And I'm trying to look at who is the last person to win Offensive Player of the Year and MVP right now. And I don't think it's been done since Matt Ryan won MVP and Offensive Player of the Year in 2016. Is that correct? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, that was the, the choke jab in the Super Bowl, right? Am I right on that, though? Matt Ryan uh-huh. won MVP and and Offensive Player of the Year 2016. Can someone verify? Uh, I'm looking verif- it up right now, but keep keep going with uh, your pick there. So I'm going Patrick Mahomes here, Offensive Player of the Year plus 1,000. I think I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a better year than his MVP year. Wow, which is hard to imagine. Going Patrick Mahomes here plus. 1,000, only money I would put on this, to be honest. I wouldn't put it on anybody else. Eddie? Oh, interesting. Um, so for me, uh, like you, like we were saying, it's like, you know, second level offensive player of the year. Uh, if we're going that route, I think there's a guy – in Alvin Kamara that's good, has a potential to have huge numbers. Um, and with the odds that you're getting a plus 2000, that's not a bad little bet, but Mahomes, you're getting plus a thousand anyway. So that's still good money. But if he's healthy, I think Christian McCaffrey could be the uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, I mean, he does everything, you know, he's going to have a thousand yards receiving over a thousand yards rushing. He'll probably have at least 20 touchdowns. Like he's the number one pick in fantasy for a reason. Uh, play offensive player of the year has got to be stats based. Um, so for my money, I'm definitely putting it on McCaffrey. Yep. I'm right there with you. hundred percent. think it's going to be McCaffrey. He's that dual threat um, offensive player. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Derek Henry is at the yeah, top me too. At plus 900. Um, is he outstanding? Did he have an incredible year last year? Yes. But to be able to replicate that is going to be very hard. Um, and and uh, that, you know, as a running back, I mean, Jordan talked about it. You don't have many years um, at that top level. Is he elite? Is he a unicorn? Absolutely. But to be where he was last year, I don't think he's going to be able to re- replicate that. I think Mahomes is going to get uh, MVP. Uh, I'll talk about that again later. Um, so I think that leaves it with Christian McCaffrey uh, bringing home that offensive player of the year. Um, so yeah, bro. Hey, Matt Ryan did win offensive player of the year and MVP in the same year, 2016. God, I'm dude. I'm fucking good, dude. I appreciate the crickets there. Craig, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, hey, I'm just saying, like Matt Ryan was the last person to do it. Mahomes yeah. gonna be the second one to do it since then. I just wanted to make sure that I was right that it was Matt Ryan. I am correct that it was Matt Ryan. All right. So well, before welcome. we talk MVP, maybe we should just skip to MVP before we go to Defensive Player of the Year because we've we've been talking about uh, MVP. Um, but. Uh, Screw it. We'll go with defensive player of the year. Um, right now, Aaron Donald is uh, is your leader. Actually, is tied with Miles Garrett at plus fifty five. Uh, sorry, at plus five fifty. Um, then we've got T.J. Watt close behind at plus eight hundred. Chase Young plus nine hundred. Then uh, Bosa. Sorry. Damn it! Bosa. I lied, dude. Patrick Mahomes is the last person to win Offensive Player of the Year in NFL MVP, and that was in twenty eighteen. Oh, it's a good thing we had crickets there. 
Um, <laughs> so we've got Bosa at plus, sorry, Nick Bosa plus four, 1400, Joey Bosa at plus 2000. And then coming in at number seven is Cleo Mack at plus 2500. So Eddie, let me guess you're going Khalil Mack at plus 2,500. Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned that – you mentioned it earlier that there's one team that's going to have the best defense in the league. Uh, if you have the best defense of the league, then you should have the defensive player of the year. Uh, so, for my money, it's going to be Chase Young. Um, I think Aaron Donald, uh, even though he is probably one of the more dominant, if not the most dominant defensive lineman in the league um, – you know, there's other big names to go with that defense. When you think of the Redskins, or I'm sorry, Washington. It's the first time I've done that. Uh, Chase Young is like, just comes to mind. Uh, and I think he's going to excel off of his year. He had last year, had surprisingly more talent than they had last year on defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Chase Young for sure. I agree. Going yep. with Chase Young, man. I think that's the best bet. I agree with the logic. I do think that the Washington football team is going to be the best defense, and I think a big part of that is going to be because Chase Young, that man, is the fucking Terminator. Yep. He is a physical, just gifted human being. Um, I do think that you know my second pick, if I had to take somebody different, would be Miles Garrett. So I do think that Cleveland defense is much improved. Plus they add a guy like a, a clowny on the opposite side. So it's going to take some double teams off of Garrett sometimes. And like Jamar Chase, Miles Garrett is a physical fucking freak. So I could see Garrett winning, but no, I'm with you 100%, Eddie. The logic, I love it. Yep. Clean sweep here. Chase Young plus 900. Um, my logic behind it is that both Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett are proven defenders. Um, and I don't think Chase Donald's Young, won three out of the last four years, though, man. No, absolutely. He's and he's proven that he's the right. one of the most elite defenders, if not the most elite defender in this in, in the league. Miles Garrett as well. We know that he's uh, he's you know been good for the last few years. He's up at that top level we are only on year two of chase young so i think that is you know he more of has something to prove that's going to elevate his game Mm. as well as make him someone who's going to be you know in the spotlight a little bit more because we already know donald is good we already know garrett is good we know that young is good does everyone else out there know how good young is right and i think he can he can put that into show this year yeah and to your point too like if you say that you know chase young has 14 sacks aaron donald has 14 sacks and miles garrett has 14 sacks which one of those is more impressive chase young having 14 sacks you think aaron donald had a bad year with 14 and miles garrett is like okay that's where he should be but with chase young if they all had like the same numbers chase young would stand out more because he hasn't been there you know what i mean on the top of everyone's radar all right, and let's Max. move to uh, MVP. Um, we, we talked about this a little bit. We've got uh, Mahomie uh, leading the odds at plus 600. Um, nobody really that close. Next closest is going to be Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,100. Um, and then, I mean, top, I think we've got like 20 here on this list. 
um, you know, moving down the, the list, it kind of goes all the way to Trevor Lawrence being at plus 8,000. Um, there's a, there's a, a good number of people there. Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, um, Cam ain't going to be there anymore. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Jalen Hurts also ain't going to be there anymore. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence at that plus. Damn it, I was going to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, you would have won. You know, you want to won eight grand on your hundred bucks, but uh, that's you not wouldn't happening. have won anything. Yeah, <laughs> not happening there. The um, so sheet. we're gonna let's see, Eddie. We're going first with you. It's easy, dude. Derek Carr, done. You can move on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, plus eight. What if he's right on that though? <laughs> but hey, in all fairness, though, like at plus eight thousand, I will put money on Derek Carr because if the Raiders have will. A, well, because if the Raiders have a, a a year right and like they have like let's say they win 10 11 games, it's going to be because of him. It has Shit. to be. So a dollar well, wins you eighty bucks. So. That's what I'm saying. I would, like I would also say value. this too to to agree with you, Eddie. Is as much shit as people want to give the Raiders. You know, their issues aren't on offense. It's defense. Like, that's a top 10 offense in the league. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, It's definitely the defense, which is what I try to tell people on Twitter every day. But anyway, I digress. Um, As far as where I'm going to put my money for this MVP race, I mean, obviously, you look at Mahomes and you look at, uh, for me, it's Mahomes and Josh Allen would be, like, the top two. Um, just because I like to have a little fun and I like to gamble. That's the whole point that we're putting money down on. Um, I would actually throw a little money on two other guys. Um, I would throw money on Kyler Murray. Uh, and I would also throw money on Matthew Stafford. Damn, take LA. everybody off the list for us, huh? Well, my yeah. my, my pick. You just, you just picked like five guys there. <laughs> I know my, you did, dude. Here six guys. Right. My pick, though, for NFL MVP this year is going to be Matthew Stafford. That's where I'd put my money. Well, I'm glad you like to throw away money. That's awesome. I bet books love you. I'm going to go dollars and win whatever it is that he his odds are. Dude. Like, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Stafford gets you uh, 200 bucks off that $10. So, right. I'm, I'm going to go Kyler it. Murray here. And, uh, and this is uh, my second pick. I'm I still like Pat Mahomes. I think he's gonna win both. I think, I think honestly he might set it. I, I think he, Patrick Mahomes might set the career TD record or uh, for TD passes in a season this season. However, Kyler Murray last year before he really got that shoulder strain injury again in that Thursday night game against Seattle, he was on. He did something that no other quarterback has ever done. You know, he led the league in, in rushing touchdowns and. He was top five in passing touchdowns. I think Kyler picks up from there. He has a much more talented offensive line this year who's going to be able to protect him. So he's not running for his fucking life back there. So I think that Kyler Murray is a solid pick for the value. Really, you just have to hope he stays healthy because he hasn't done that in the, in two years. That's my pick outside of moms. This is tough. Um Mahomes definitely has my first choice. The value is not there at plus 600. I mean, that's great value, though. Eddie Eddie took every single one of the I only took one. Actually, I took two. I took Stafford, and I am going with Derek Carr. Uh, I I think Derek Carr is actually a good play, though, too. Um, Plus 8,000, dude. That's some solid odds. Yeah. If I'm going to be throwing money out there, I, I'm going to go with McCaffrey. I think uh, plus 6,600 
um, you know, is, is good value there. Um, you know, because, you know, of what we, we talked about earlier, him being the offensive player of the year. Um, I think you can definitely, you know, put in, you put in some, you know, some words for him if he stays healthy and that's going to be the big thing. Um, is if he can come back from his injury as, as well as he can. And to be honest, I, I think he can. Um, I'm going to put some value in Josh Allen. Um, it's not great value because you're at plus 1400 there. Um, him being the third, you know, tied for the third person on this list. Um, you know, what he showed last year was incredible. Um, and, you know, if he has a running back that they can depend on, you know, more than Singletary did last year, I think, you know, having that extra threat is going to make that offense even better. And, you know, him being the the captain and the catalyst of that offense, I think that will, you know, get him into the contention there. Um, so oof. two is going to be McCaffrey. Three would be Josh Allen. Okay, so we all threw a bunch out there. You have your last $20 that you'll ever have in the rest of your life. Who are you putting that $20 on? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. That's you, oh, both your pick? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if, there's like a that's guarantee to, to win, dude. Yeah, that's going to get me to, to six times my money there. So my $20. Did you watch the video I sent you today, Eddie? Yeah, with the Chiefs line. Mahomes going off this year, bro. All right, let's, I also uh, like what he's been saying too, saying he wants to go seventeen or yeah, seventeen and zero this year. Everybody wants to go seventeen and zero. But, no one says it like he has though. He's I like, want to eat a whole pizza, but it never works out that way. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last award. This has been a long show for everybody out there tonight. Can you um, eat pizza like Pat Mahomes can throw a football though? Oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't kind of doubt that. I do not doubt that. There. Dude, I'm throwing um, bombs. Dude. We're going to talk about NFL coach of the year odds. Um, right now, the there's a, a couple coaches at the top. You've got, got uh, Brandon Staley out of the out of uh, coaching the Chargers. Um, you've got uh, Kevin's. St- uh, man, cannot talk. Kevin Stefanski for the Browns and Kyle Shanahan for the Niners at plus 1300. Um, you move down that list. You've got a couple down and closer to the bottom here, um, at least of the odds that we're looking at. You've got Joe Judge of the Giants, Andy Reid of the Chiefs, uh, Matt Rule of the Panthers and Robert Sala of the Jets coming in at plus 2000. Um, you've got, uh, you know, a couple more in the middle here. You've got Brian Flores, uh, McVeigh, Reich, Rivera, McDermott, Belichick, Peyton, and Smith. So, uh, where do you guys think, you know, you're going to be going for coach of the years? Um, Jordan, we'll start with you. I mean, this is an award where the dude that wins coaches a team that no one thinks fucking is going to do shit. That's how I was ends thinking up, it. Yeah. And ends up doing something for that reason. I'm a little torn between uh, Arthur Smith of the Falcons and Matt Rule of the Panthers because I think both of those teams can sneak into the playoffs this year. I think both teams have the ability to do so, and both teams play in the same division. (laughs) And neither one of them might not, and they play with the Buccaneers. So because of that, I don't know which one is going to do the best. 
I would lean Matt Rule the Panthers here, though, because I think the Panthers are going to su- surprise some folks. And Matt Rule is a great coach, one of my he favorite is. coaches. I'd agree. Um, the guy who's going to be coach of the year ain't even on this list, dude. John Gruden. John Gruden, dude. What are you talking about? Like, we're talking about a guy who don't want to... No, I'm just playing. Dude, to be honest, uh, I could see it, though, dude. I could see it happening. Bro. Again, it's like the same argument with Carr. Like, if the Raiders have a good year, like, no one expects them to have a good year, right? So there it goes. Um, not that far. Uh, but as far as on this I list... I see our bet here, Eddie. I see our bet. <laughs> it's staring at me in the face. It's, dude, that's... Uh, I can't wait. Uh, but as far as this list goes, I do. Th- I agree that it's always someone that you don't really see coming. Um, someone that you don't have high expectations for going into the year. Um, for that reason, um, I can see a Bill Belichick winning a, a coach of the year because no, the pa- no one really expects the Patriots going anywhere. But uh, my pick for coach of the year this year will be Ron Rivera of the Washington football team. That was my third choice. Yep. I see. But I think that there. Washington, they're one of the they're like kind of favorites to win the NFC East right now, though. So yeah, but if they win eleven games because that NFC East is not that strong, I mean, you know, and you know. we're gonna get to the next part soon. So you'll see why that is. What do you think, Ben? Um, I'm gonna go. I like your I like one of your picks, Jordan, um, with Arthur Smith of the Falcons. Um, I think the Falcons are they don't have much to lose from last year. Um, Nothing you know, to lose. They've got a, a huge ceiling that they can, you know, definitely, you know, compound on, um, you know, they've got Carolina and new Orleans in that division, which, you know, I, I don't necessarily see much growth out of either of those teams. Um, you know, Carolina will be in the hunt. New Orleans, I think, dropped down so much uh, this past year. Comeback player of the year. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm going to say the Falcons have – Arthur Smith of the Falcons has a a great shot there. Um, You know, who knows what Tampa Bay does this year. Um, You know, I don't think we've mentioned Father Time in a lot of weeks, um, but he's always lurking around there. Um, Yeah, save it for uh, next week. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go against your, uh, your Washington football team pick. I'm going to go with Joe judge of the giants. Um, nice. y'all, y'all are hating on me for my, uh, my thoughts on the giants uh, last yeah. week, but you're going to be I wrong. Think, but I think they've got a great chance. Um, and if they can beat out Washington, that's going to be the big win for coach of the year. Um, they're not supposed to be the number one team of their division if they can beat that, if they can, you know, put up a record that can get them into one of the top two spots of, you know, the NFC, I think that's really going to be, you know, a, a way to, you know, put Joe Judge on the map and, um, you know, and, and get him into a spot where he can, uh, he can really, you know, really thrive in this. So. All right. So you're going Joe Judge. I'm going to take my number one. I'm going to take Matt Rule because we got to take one. Eddie, you're going – who are you going with? Ron, uh, Rivera? Ron Rivera. Yep. All right. Before we close this out, NFC, AFC champion, Super Bowl champion, don't give me a reason why. Just list them. Ben. 
NFC champion, AFC, AFC, AFC champion, Super Bowl Kansas champion. Kansas City, NFC, right. LA Rams, Kansas City championship. All right, so Ben's going KC. He's going Rams, and he's going KC Super Bowl. Yep. Eddie? Uh, We're going to go with uh, Buffalo, AFC. Um, so we will go. Eddie's going to be wrong. <laughs> no. Kansas City's not going to the Super Bowl again. All right, uh, NFC. And then for the NFC, man, the NFC is the hard one, in my opinion. Yep. Um, for the NFC, we are going to go with. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll go with uh, the Rams. I can't really think. Yeah, I guess we'll go with the Rams. And uh, Super Bowl champion will be the Rams. All right. I am going NFC, Washington football team. AFC, I'm going KFC. And Super Bowl champion, I'm going KFC. KCC. Did you say you KFC? Fried chicken? Yeah, he's, he's going with fried KC, chicken. KC, right? Oh. Well, you said <laughs> KFC, KFC twice. <laughs> well, I he's meant KFC. KFC. I was going, going it was phenomenal. Washington fried football chicken. team. I'm going Washington football team, NFC. I'm going KC, AFC, and I'm going Kansas City Super Bowl champs. All right. So that was it. We are sponsored by KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken tonight. Sorry, and, I had uh, all those FCs, dude. Go get yourself a trying, bucket. Go get yourself I was a writing bucket. Down all I love picks, that gravy. So I was writing down all our picks so none of us can change it. Yep. Get, go get yourself a bucket. Use that tap, crispy chicken uh, promo code Taproom. Make sure to get two uh, free pieces of chicken. Yeah, just just tell them Taproom sent you, and maybe they'll sponsor us. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if we want to be sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken, but dude, hey, I'm, I'm down. down dude. Give me a bucket of chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm anybody giving us money, we'll take it. <laughs> but uh, all right, guys, great podcast. We uh, we made a lot of tough decisions here. Um, out of all of our picks, we got a le- at least one of us has got a win uh for each of these uh each of these choices here so uh, everybody out there though thank you for listening to apr aka so we all took the same defensive player of the year so that's true well, we'll, <laughs> that means we'll you we lose. we're just winners okay but uh thanks to everybody out there make sure to follow us on instagram at taproom sports podcast you can check out our network's twitter at taproom underscore sports eddie's at eddie tsp or jordan's at jordan rules tsp you can search for mine but you ain't finding it you can search uh taproom sports podcast on uh facebook you can go to our website it's all there at www.taproomsportspodcast.com make sure to check out jordan and i on the taproom sports podcast for your weekly sports review while we drink and review some delicious craft beers and since we're talking about craft beers, make sure to go to devour.com or check out uh, the Devour app. Use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Uh, make sure to go listen to Square Sharks. Well, actually, don't listen to our last Square Sharks, but uh, make sure to check out our next Square Sharks on Friday. It was a tough day today. But uh, we build the perfect bets uh, from a few you know, games um, from the upcoming day. And um, 
We're doing yeah, we tennis this week. Season. What's US that? Open. We're doing US Open tennis this week. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, no, but, we're really uh, not. Yeah, we've got uh, we do have some big news coming out uh, regarding Square Sharks, and we also have some big news uh, coming out regarding the Taproom Sports Podcast. So make sure to be uh, checking out our shows, checking out our social medias next weekend. Uh, that's when when we're going to be uh, dropping something new. But all right, uh, live we got, from Las Vegas. Yeah, live from Las Vegas. It is going to be fun. Going to be winning us some money. Um, and at the tables too. We're we're going to the tables this year, boys. We're going to the table. Um, but uh, for Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats, and yes, steady sir. Eddie Martin. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson. We will yep. see you next week with some week one previews. We're there. We're there.